<laughs> Welcome to the Avance Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. And we are, as ever, broadcasting somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Somewhere hiding. We're somewhere hiding. <laughs> People yeah. don't know. We're I'm here. in a building where I'm not supposed to be. No. <laughs> so, yeah. You signed the form. You're fine. I did. I did. I signed many <laughs> forms. Mostly form. People, never mind. So <laughs> Release I, forms. I have, I have a, little, a little story. Okay. Um, I, you know, have a, a Hot Wheels collection. You and do. I'm, and I... And I thoroughly go to targets every once in a while and i was in there and there was a couple of pacific northwest moms we'll call them and um the one mother was talking to the other mother about how grateful they are that that hot wheels was making an electric car pack like there was a prius and a, and a, and a nissan leaf and how she was so grateful and i wanted to go over there and smack it out of her hand and be like no no <laughs> your kid does not want oh my god the if hot wheels prius this is an electric race car i'm all about it no yeah she, they were really happy and i was like I, just, I couldn't do it but tesla like, no. you know something yeah, any, but she, yeah. Like, she was like it's a prius he's gonna love it and i was like i don't want to meet that kid so <laughs> no he's not you're he's <laughs> not an automotive says, fan. cool yeah. prius nobody yeah, says nobody yeah practical so. functional prius yes that's all i have to say cool so, yeah no. <laughs> anyway <laughs> i hang out in target by myself way too much uh so <laughs> sure bryson is an expert Prius racer. We'll get to him in a second, oh, yeah. though. Oh yeah, <laughs> he looks like he's definitely got the, the Honda Prius or the Honda Prius. <laughs> wow. Never mind. Moving on. Yeah. We were a car show. I guess. <laughs> I'm not ashamed that I don't know who makes a Prius. I'm. I will never apologize for that. So. Fair. Yeah. Oh, uh, so we do the uh, Carter Automotive Group tip of the week. Sure. I had a weird one this week. You're going to laugh at this, but I had to find a solution. <laughs> I really did. So, so we I have had away from you. Or no, no okay. we have had an unprecedented amount of rain mm-hmm. and snow in the mountains this year. Like the worst it's ever been. It's everything else is on fire, drying out. We are flooding like crazy. Yellowstone's washing away. Pacific Northwest has had just nothing but rain. Like it's insane how wet it is up here still. So uh, about two weeks ago, I was working on the garden, did some Home Depot runs, picked up a bunch of potting soil, had it in the back of the truck, took You're it out. so domesticated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Took it all out, right? But, you know, it's potting soil. It gets a little bit everywhere in the back of the truck. What I also have in the back of the truck is a bed mat. Ooh. So what happened is my garden started in the back of the truck. Oh, it started growing? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so all these you little mobile, plants. A mobile garden? That's growing cool. in the bed mat of the truck. I opened it up in the back. Which Does that have offset your eco? I mean, <laughs> being that you're driving a Raptor, does yep. that offset that? Eco boost for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're producing oxygen while killing it. I'm reducing my own carbon footprint. <laughs> I, okay, there's there's the phrase I was looking for, but okay, yeah. Well, I had to have a solution, though. I'm like, well, I don't want to... I mean, the bed mat's not ruined. It's It can take... Like, you can throw gasoline in the thing. Dan, and did you spill. mow your truck? I should have. Yeah, I thought about mowing the <laughs> truck yeah. well i was like what's the easiest way to get rid of this and so i actually just sprayed it with vinegar why didn't you just Distil- oh it's growing out of the mat it's growing oh, out of the mat okay yeah I so i was like well mm-hmm. it's i can what's a great natural weed killer well a long time ago i used to remember a long time ago, I used to work in body shops correct yeah. yeah and so we used to have to pull out the back of trunks when they would get hit they would get soaked and all that water would sit in there and then one of the tricks we would do is we'd spray them down with distilled vinegar and then power wash them yeah i was gonna say yeah. sure enough i sprayed it down with vinegar at night took it out the next morning power washed it everything dead everything gone clean as a whistle so two important steps spray the vinegar vinegar then power wash it then power if you wash. don't <laughs> then you will smell like a, a canning yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it actually worked really well. But if you're ever in that mold situation, uh, vinegar is a great natural weed killer. A lot of people know if you're a homeowner, but if you don't, it's also like if you have a leaky trunk or something like that, and you're trying to disinfect something. You don't want to bleach it, obviously, because it'll, you know, if you've got carpet back there, you're going to bleach it. Yeah. Just distilled vinegar from any store. Uh, the higher the, cu- 
the content, the better, but you don't need to go spend a bunch of money on chemicals or anything like that. I actually mixed it just 50, 50 in a sprayer, put it on there. Like I said, I let it dry out in my shop, took it out, power wash it the next day. Good as new. It's probably better. It smells better now. And the smell of the vinegar is not there. Once you power wash it off, it goes away immediately. That's what he says. I can't even sit near you right now. Uh, <laughs> you just yeah. want fish and chips really bad now? Oh, oh now I do. You know, I want popcorn still. Uh, yeah, so, like yeah, popcorn, yeah. yeah. Anyway, kind of an odd one, but we've had a few odd ones lately. So that's your, you yeah, know, when you're, know not, that's... when you're not ceramic proing your lawnmower. Thank God you own a farm. <laughs> or we wouldn't have any tips. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting some interesting ones lately. But yeah, quick Carter Automotive Group tip of the week. Nice. Something tells me our guest this week, Bryson Liu, has not had to worry about that problem, uh, especially when he's racing the new Super Trofeo, which I'm very jealous of because it's, not only is it gorgeous, it's fast as hell. And uh, I nobody ever lets us do that. We get some cool stuff. We well, need to race them. I know, but I don't fit in it. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> neither of us fit in the race. I went to his website. Uh, he weighs 135 pounds. I weighed 135 pounds <laughs> in the first grade. So yeah. 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 Bryson, welcome to the show and uh, congrats on the ride and all of your other accomplishments. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, you, I mean, you know a lot of our, you know, Carl Noakes up here. You, you, you know our, some of our friends at Flying Husky Racing. Uh, but let's, I mean, I always talk to our guests and I'm like, tell me about when you grew up. But like, you're 19, so you're still growing up. <laughs> I was prom. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we know you went to prom. We looked at your Instagram. Yeah, nice you looked very nice, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> tell us a little bit about how you got into racing and things like that and where your love of automobiles comes from. So when I was little, my dad would actually give me like, an allowance of, you know, from the Cars movie, they made like kind of Hot Wheels type things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would get those for every like allowance I did. And then he also started pushing me around on like a radio flyer, you know, like kids always drive around on those radio flyers. I'd go around our island and I'd do laps and just like drift around kind of. So I've always just like had a bug for it. And then he took me out to the kart track and I've just always loved it. And it's just always been a passion of mine. So. Yeah. Does your dad share that passion? Is he a big automotive enthusiast? He did some track days. I mean, he's, if he's not working, he's looking at cars. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's yeah. some of us look at cars while we're working. So, right. I was yeah. going to say yeah. later, they just kind of mold together. Yeah. Much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So how did you get into the Lamborghini ride? Let's just start at the top from the latest. How did you get a, a ride with Lamborghini? So it was, it was actually a really like random thing that fell together. Um, my team owner reached out to me. I was hanging out with friends one day and I was just looking at sponsorship stuff and doing that thing. And he actually called me on the spot and he was like, are you interested in running Lamborghini Super Trofeo? And he told us basically what everything, everything laid out basically. And it was super, it was a super cost efficient series. And for what it was, they were winning team. So it, we didn't have any question there um and who doesn't want to drive lamborghinis like that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of cool factor going on yeah. there. saying yes okay. before the question is asked yes i'm going to do that please and it's very <laughs> yeah. attractive to like sponsors as you know like lamborghini yeah. there's so many b2b connections with lamborghini because it's such a high performance car yeah 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 tell us a little bit about that series because i actually don't know a ton of it i know i know that i've i've seen some obviously YouTube and things like that, some owners and things like that, mainly uh, what's the gentleman from under, underground racing or whatever that's got, I think 
one, but tell us a little about the series, like where you race. Is is it only uh, uh, not Pacific Northwest, like USA, or are you racing across the pond as well? So we do one race actually in Portugal, but it's all over the U.S. mostly. A lot of the races are in the East Coast, like uh, Road Americas, races like that. Um, but one's actually in Portimao, which is the finals finale for it. Um, and it's all spec Lamborghini. There's 34 cars, I want to say. And it's super close racing. Um, everybody keeps it pretty clean. Like the starts are really clean. So no complaints there. And I mean, we're racing Lamborghinis. It's Sure. Crazy. Yeah. What a rush. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, and obviously everybody's got the same cars, but, um, did they just do something to those cars? Was there an update? Was there a body update or something I heard? Okay. Yeah. So from the Evo 1 to the Evo 2, there is a small change in the braking system. And then they also did an aero package. Okay. And then some other little things. But I didn't I didn't get the chance to drive the Evo 1. So I, I couldn't okay. compare both of them yet. But It's always interesting to me when they like, we, we did an aero package. I'm like, it's a race car. The whole thing is an aero package. Like, <laughs> like we added an extra canard and a fin. Okay, I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then after actually the finals in Portimao, they're holding like a shootout for the young drivers, which I just got selected for one, which was super cool. So it's like basically they gr- they're grooming you to become a factory driver pretty much. Okay. Very cool. That wouldn't suck. You, you no. know, get to drive the new, what, what's the new Aventador uh, race car that they just came out with? Um, I literally just saw one on the track that, when, when they had that big supercar, hypercar shootout. Uh, at, uh, Ascenza. Uh, huh? Ascenza? I think yes, I think I think that's what it is. Like yep. I said, I I didn't even know we had any in the United States, and then the, I watched a bunch of videos that, that they had that big hypercar shootout at uh, Laguna Seca uh, like a couple weekends ago. Oh yeah, that was super cool. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. went to look it up, and now I can't find it. But that's know. okay. Yeah. That's I'm glad cool. we have somebody who knows. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Italian. You know, it's going to be something. You know, when Lamborghini describes their cars and the names, I'm like, okay. I mean, just just tell me how to pr- pronounce it. I mean, I don't know how many times I've gotten in conversations with people with Huracan, Huracan, Hurricane. You know, <laughs> so yeah, super Terfeo. <laughs> so. You're. I don't know how you have time for anything, though. I was looking over your, like, you know, I went to your about page on BrysonLewRacing.com. Dan's been stalking you. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. You know. Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> don't tell him. Okay, sorry. I'm with there. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, I mean, you're skiing. It's just one of, one of, there's a lot of stuff. You're into all sports, and I know a lot of racing drivers, and a lot of them are into the same kind of stuff. Cycling, because it's a great exercise sports, or swimming. They're usually into that. Skiing is another big one. Then one jumped off the page at me, and I was like, well, that's badass. Uh, piano classes and performance for seven years. Yeah, when I was little, I, I I don't do it anymore. But I was wondering. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely it definitely helped me with like rhythm. I won't ever have to worry about like if you're at a wedding, you won't ever have to worry about <laughs> off rhythm dancing or anything. <laughs> this is your man to dance. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And then uh, black belt and kung fu. Yeah, I did that for a while. It was amazing training. Such good discipline. Unfortunately, I stopped, but. It was it was a huge time commitment, and I chose racing. So yeah, I understand that. Yeah, and I can imagine I can see the crossover on how well that that discipline must play into racing. Oh yeah, like when I was little, I used to be able to do a hundred pushups. Now I can't even barely do fifty. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding though. Um, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I used to be able to too. <laughs> and then my sensei would yell at me for things that I didn't know. Okay, I was cheating. Ah, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> 
it was a different world. Trust me. Uh, literally, you weren't born yet. <laughs> so you're over in Utah, right? That's where your yeah. home base yeah, is. Yeah. I go to University of Utah over here. I'm in my first cool. year studying finance. How does how does going to school and a racing career work? How does that like? I mean. I never did real well in school and I was, cause I was distracted and I was not a race car driver. So um, how does that work in your schedule? I mean, or is it because things are a little bit more online now that you're able to do that or. Yeah, I actually, the online classes really helped me like kind of balance everything. Cause like I'll log into a zoom call at a race weekend or something like that, or I'll be doing homework during the race weekend throughout kind of just doing like bits and pieces. It's really hard though. Cause I mean, racetrack and homework don't really combine together so but yeah i've just always kind of like during high school year i had to go to two high schools because one was an independent study school and then the other one was like an intense kind of high school um and then it just carried over through college kind of just balancing everything and focusing on the racing aspect when racing needs to have the focus and then school when I need to be academically there. So, yeah. Yeah. I could not do that. I trying to keep your head in the game on a race weekend and then having school. <laughs> like I need to win. And I also need to write a three page paper on Ulysses. Uh, so, <laughs> what, are, what are you majoring in? You said finance, right? Finance, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I glad you listened. I'm going <laughs> more towards the like investment banking industry because okay. we have like, through racing, there's so many connections, so many people in the car industry. So, like, I'm hoping I can tap into that market, kind of. Yeah. Investment banking, the people that put their names on the side of race cars. I see where this is going. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. this is a smart <laughs> exactly. move already right here. I think, you're I think I'm hearing a tax write-off. If he can become, you know, an investment <laughs> banker and put his name on the side of his race car, it's a it, there's a tax loophole there somewhere. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So how did you get engaged with our friends at Flying Husky Racing? Uh, I know you, you were doing some coaching with them not too long ago with the Ridge, I think I saw. Yeah. So I just started coaching with them. And I mean, it's a great group. They they have haircuts at the during their track days, which you, I mean, whoever gets a haircut at a track day, like that's that's not unheard that's of. Weight, that's weight savings 101. Right? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was talking with Carl, um, actually, and he was telling me he was actually at Monterey when we were racing Lamborghinis. So, and he, and then he talked about your podcast and kind of how you had uh, Benjamin Peterson on and then you had the, he showed me your magazine and everything. And it was just a super cool kind of connection type of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, Avance has been incredible. Uh, And uh, Carl makes, I don't know if you've seen some of his photos. They're absolutely amazing. Oh yeah. Takes yeah. photos. It's I don't yeah. I don't understand. He tried to explain it to me once, and I just he's like, you "Gotta have your background, and then wait for the foreground." I'm like, "But what if I don't know what's coming in the foreground?" <laughs> so, it's artist speak for I stand here and something happens. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Lazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you grow up? Are, are you from Utah? No, I'm originally from the Bay Area, okay. uh, like uh, Moraga, California. I don't know if you guys know where that is. San Francisco, it's near San Francisco, kind of Walnut Creek area. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. We usually drive down to Monterey every year for car week. So we, we, we end up going through some of the smaller towns and things like that, which is kind of fun. But, yeah. 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 Is your, is your family still that still there? No. Yeah, yeah. My family's in the Bay area. Um, nice. but I live with my sister right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. I was wondering the Utah connection I get over there. It's a great place to be, especially, uh, 
you ever get a chance to go explore some roads, man? Utah is yeah. heaven. Off-roading? Yes. Cool. Yeah. 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 What are you driving? You got you got you got a fun daily driver? Um, I drive a foreigner. So that nice. typical Utah car. <laughs> it really is. I was gonna say, yeah. That's like saying I'm in the Pacific Northwest. I drive a Subaru. Yeah. So welcome yeah. to Utah. Here's your forerunner or your Jeep. Take your pick. You only get two. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, where do you want, kind of want to see your career going? Like, I mean, do you want to be in a certain series or is something more appealing to you than others? Obviously, you know, you don't turn down the opportunity to, to get behind the wheel of a race car ever, let alone a Lamborghini. Yeah. Um, so at the start, my career started in uh, Formula cars and I raced over in France for a year and did that deal. And I, I wanted to become the next IndyCar f1 driver like everybody else wanted to be and then i realized like opportunities are so slim and i'm also going to school so it's going to be a huge sacrifice i'm going to have to choose one or the other so then gt cars kind of came about and you can kind of balance it more and it's there's a lot more opportunities in gt cars so my goal right now is kind of to become a factory driver and I'm set up nicely with Lamborghini, so hopefully that stays. Um, but basically, that's like all the manufacturers, BMW, all those, they all have factory drivers, and they all choose someone to support. So that's kind of where I'm aimed towards. Yeah. And I also want to coaching because I, I just like to help out the community. And just it's cool to see, like, whether it's younger drivers, older drivers, just shave off seconds off their times and just like makes them happy. Yeah. What is that series? It may, or the, the, the car spec that's in uh, 24 hours of Le Mans. That's not like the, the super, like it's the BMWs, the Corvettes, the Aston. GT. Is it GT two or GT? It's just GT. I don't even GT3? know anymore. Okay. It's, it might be, it G- might be yeah. GT three, right? Okay. GT three. Yeah. yeah Porsches and all that. Like, yeah. I always like watching them the most, especially in the races, because, I mean, obviously there's a lot faster cars and they're trying to get around it. But not only, you know, you're you're trying to navigate the, that horrible track, <laughs> let alone. But uh, those have always kind of been my favorite racers, races to watch and, and, and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I liked I liked the prototype cars. I think that's cool. I mean, and I and I will always, you know, think the the whole, you know, the Ford versus Ferrari thing was really neat, but I think that's kind of the series I've leaned to. Not even though I don't necessarily know the name of the series. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's super <laughs> cool to see, like, all the different manufacturers. Like, each car has its different char- characteristic. Like, a BMW might have better straightaway speed than, like, a McLaren or something. And the McLaren might handle better. And then the Lamborghini might just be all-around better car or something like that. So, yeah just mean <laughs> Lamborghini's just mean yeah are your are, are your are your race cars are they rear wheel drive or all wheel drive rear rear okay yeah. rear bias okay interesting I don't know I, like I said I I think I've we've seen one I think I've seen one and it's been in Monterey it was on the yeah. lawn yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen them I've, I've yeah. never followed the series the long yeah. lawn huh no yeah, mowing <laughs> the lawn pretty much on a golf yeah I mean uh it was at uh, Concorso Italiano. Yeah, Concorso, Dan yeah, and I, yeah, Dan yeah. and I, as as the car guys always were saying, like, how do you get that on the golf course? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, just Slowly. drive it. <laughs> Something breaks. It's not mine. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, so Lamborghini found you. Is, is there is there a car you'd like to drive or have driven that, that, that really, you know, either street car or race car that, you know? 
Um, my favorite car right now is is the Lamborghini just because it's it sounds so amazing, and they just have like great they have great support. And I've driven so I've driven the M4 GT4, and then I've also driven the Mercedes. Um, Mercedes AMG GT4. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And and th- those are based off the what the the C series or no? But loosely. Maybe. Loosely. <laughs> loosely. Okay. Loosely. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, because underpinnings. I mean, obviously, Lamborghini's got the Huracan. Yeah. You know. It, if I didn't know. Yeah. There, those cars are, I mean, amazing cars. As every manufacturer has made, they put all their time and effort into each car they build, and. I mean, the Lamborghini's a lot. It's basically the same speed as a GT3. Um, it has more horsepower and a little bit less aero. So it yeah. depends on the track and depends on which left and rights are turning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More horsepower, less aero, which means more likely to take off. That's mm. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What are you, uh, what's your favorite street car right now? You've done coaching, so I'm kind of curious where what where that road has taken you. Um, you know, I I don't really have a favorite street car. There's just so many that like are they just all each have like their strong suits. And what about you guys? He's gonna do really well in 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 politics and things like that because it's like i mean and he never makes anybody feel bad which is amazing <laughs> like you know that's i mean so i try not dan we, we fall back on these stories all the time because we're old i mean and i mean we were loaned a couple of mclaren yeah 570s for a week that was great we both put a thousand miles on it and nobody thought we would i mean i i drove the store like 90 times but um there's so much out there right now that that is amazes me like i mean i am a big two-door kind of rear engine you know i i would i'd like to get behind the wheel of a new gt the ford gt i think that'd be kind of interesting um i size wise i've sat in it and having somebody else my size in there doesn't really work it's sort of like trying to slam yourself into a a cessna 152 um so i probably have to be alone and i don't think i don't know any gt owners that are gonna let me be alone with their car so uh, (laughs) that's kind of i for some reason that's where i'm i'm kind of at right now i was watching in fact i was watching um uh, YouTuber Shmi150, and he was at that that hypercar event, and he was racing with uh, Racewife's husband. And if you know Instagram, you know Racewife. Um, he was he's a Google exec, and she's got yeah. yep. she races it. But he, he just picked up a he's got a matching GT, and then the new GT uh, race car, and they were doing laps in that. And I was oh like, yeah, the yeah. the track only no it doesn't actually have a race class. It's just no, a track. Only forty five of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, it's just to go out and have fun. But that appeals to me. Like being a bigger guy. Like I mean I'm almost six foot and i'm 250 on a good day um i don't fit in a lot of things so there is something to that and the fact of of the kind of the cars mentally in my mind that i think i could fit in a gt by myself but other than that i don't know (laughs) so how about you dan Uh, it depends what i'm doing um my turbo s was probably the best street car i've ever had and i would imagine the 992 i've driven a 992 but i haven't driven a turbo s okay and so uh i would imagine that if it's an upgrade from the Carrera 4S is probably still going to top my list as street cars go. Yeah. Um, the new GT3 is on my list too. Yeah. And, yeah. and those are beautiful, but I, I love the all-wheel drive for, for the street. And yeah. that's because it's street manners are accordingly. On the track, it'd be a different story. It's a heavier car, and obviously it's going to move around a lot. And you could feel the weight. I've 
when I've driven other GT3 RSs, like you can, there's a huge difference in weight and you can really feel it. But the Turbo S is just amazing on the street for all the mixed road conditions you're going to run into. Yeah. You know, gravel, wet, doesn't matter. It's got magic diffs and software. Just hit the gas, the point where you want to go. And that's fun on the street. I think um, I'm looking forward to the most, the new C8 Z06, which will probably, I probably will have one in a couple of years. I think that'll be my next major purchase. I'm not going to buy the first year, of course, when it's falling apart like every Chevy. What did you hear? They finally... It finally comes with all the oil you need to take it to the track. I've heard. The new yeah. One. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what color? Yeah. Uh, the, the Dan spec is white on black interior. Uh, that's kind of a, a running joke. I don't buy black cars because I put about 25,000 miles a year on them. So I don't buy dark colors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I, I have had a lot of them, but, and I would prefer black, but that's a third car thing. Uh, I'll probably, I'll probably do the same spec. I don't know yet though. There's a chalk white, I'll do that too. That isn't played out for me. I don't care what anybody says. He's totally turned this interview on us, by the way. I know, it's fine. Um, have you had a car, you're, 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 you asking me about my favorite car, and, and I have an answer for this too. Have you had a car that you drove that, that's sort of like one of those don't meet your heroes things? Like one of my cars that I wanted to drive forever was a Huracan Spider, and I sat in it at six, barely 5'11", 5'12", and <laughs> I was above the windshield, and I'm like, it just ruined it for me. Like I couldn't think about driving that car. Like it was just... Yeah. Have you been in something where you're like, oh, this is going to be great. And then it's like, it just didn't work out. Um, I don't think so. Maybe a Prius. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that lives up to the horrible hype that it is. Yeah. Good, good answer though. It's like, again, he's going to go into politics. I'm wow. This is you. even worse than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. The first thing you should do when you buy a Prius is get rid of it or tint the windows so nobody yeah. can see you driving it. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with a Prius. I know, I know I'm going to get hate mail for this, but oh well. Well, I mean, it's practical, but it's, it's how does the saying go? I had no expectations and I'm still disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I've never I've never driven anything and was disappointed by it. I mean, you, as a driver, you always work around any kind of flaws, kind of. So, I mean, if one car kind of did this, then you just kind of change your style and it it rolls, has an engine, just go. Yeah. That's actually a good thing to talk about there. So one of the things I've noticed as a trend with drivers we talk to is exactly what you just said. For most of us, we just kind of drive a certain way yeah. and that's how we drive. And a professional driver doesn't do that. A driver adapts to his car suspension, his aero, his power, um, you know, his tires, all that. And they drive very different ways depending on conditions, all sorts of different things. And we just kind of get in and do the same thing and hope it works out. I just drive aggressive. <laughs> I drive aggressively no matter what it is, but yeah. Yeah. Have you, uh, you remember you were talking about something that was, it was on your Instagram, which is like pouring rain. Like, how do you feel about mixed conditions driving on the track and things like that? Oh, um, I, I love driving in the rain. It's like really, it kind of adds a different factor because I mean, in a field of 34 cars, you could have some drivers that just completely fall to the back and some drivers that love the rain and just are having a blast out there. So it really kind of mixes up the field. Um, and you see drivers that might be like in the back move all the way to the front and you might see drivers all the way in the front move to the back. So it just, it gives everybody kind of a different, it gives everybody a chance and kind of see everybody excel in different conditions. So, yeah. Keeps the competition interesting. Oh yeah. 
it's a it's a skill i mean even driving in the rain on a streetcar it's a skill i mean let alone you know and that's trusting your car making sure that, you know you got the right tires on it i mean obviously with streetcars we're so used to just having an all season and we think we're fine it, it, that'll <laughs> that'll handle high speed that'll handle snow rain <laughs> if you're fine um, auto, so, auto, auto 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 yeah exactly yes. yeah. <laughs> the car will get it right eventually yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, is that a gtr driver slap because yeah, i think it kind of was pretty much yeah <laughs> Says the guy that goes, I just point the portion of the corner and hope it makes it. I learned it from my DTR. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just yeah, kidding. Great. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. So you, you mentioned off-road. You're in Utah. And you got a forerunner, man. That's heaven out there. Even if it's not modified, Utah is amazing for every anything with even just a stock wheel drive. You can have oh, fun yeah. out there. Yeah. I went Where have you going? I recently with my friends, and it was just like, I've never been there. And it was just, it was a little overhyped. Like I, I thought, where, where, more... I didn't hear the first part. Where'd you say you went? Oh, Salt Flats. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We actually were gonna stay out there, but then it got like super windy, and it was gonna get rainy. So then, like, our tents would have just gotten completely screwed up. So we ended up just driving along the Salt Flats. I mean, there's not much to do there. It's just. I thought there's nope. going to be like kind of mountains of some sort or something like that. And it was just flat and we, I mean, we explored, so it was fun. You got to go out and find those um, moving stones. Have you seen those? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I heard that, that, that did somebody say, and, and again, that they're going to stop, they're going to stop people from driving out on the salt flats. Like that's a thing. Maybe. I don't know. I thought I thought I had heard something come down the grapevine that said that that was going to be not be a thing. Like you could go out there, but there wasn't going to be like racing or high speed stuff in there. Last time I was there, the ranger was like, "You just it's there." The, I was like, "How do you go to the salt it? flats?" He's like, "You just drive go off there. the road, <laughs> drive off the road, <laughs> act like it's an accident." I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay, cool." I could totally see more cars flipping there for sure. Like oh, if people wow, just okay. like didn't because there was people just like hauling at ninety miles an hour and. I mean, they don't have any driving experience, and then they just flip the wheel, to flip the wheel, and car just goes tumbling. I saw the Mazda commercial they did this. You just jerk the wheel at ninety, and the car makes a really cool arc <laughs> as it rolls down the salt flats. Yeah, yeah, they're not super smooth. The no. track is where they groom it, but the flats themselves have these little ridges, and you can feel them oh, until yeah. you get up above about ninety. Then they're fantastic in the Raptor, but until then, it's a dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Yeah. Just remember, though, if you're in a Raptor on the salt flats and your sunroof is open, don't put your hand it's on your not headliner. Yeah, it's not, the headliner's <laughs> not weight-bearing, just FYI. So, we uh, have some yeah. stories from that. It's a great place. You got to head over to Moab, man. There's a, You want off-roading. You don't need anything. Like The, the, the trail um, guides are accurate. Easy is easy. Moderate is moderate. Hard is hard. So you can go anywhere in a 4Runner, though. I mean, it doesn't take anything. Yeah. I haven't gone out there yet, but I have to check that out. Let's talk about that, because I feel like people look at that and they go, "Oh, it's a hard course." Well, I know how to drive, therefore I'm going to go do that. Clunk. But it's not—it's not necessarily like, "Oh, I know how to drive," but I'm also driving a stock Legacy, you know, Subaru Legacy, and I shouldn't be here. I think there's so many times. I mean, you. Well, so they manage it pretty well over there, yeah, and because they're, they're used to idiots like that, so because they're not afraid to say no to somebody. Like not afraid to say no, but they also usually have what they call a control entry. Okay. Where it's like if a trail is hard and you try and go in with something that is not capable, you won't make it past the entry point. Oh, uh, okay. So they put up purposely set up stones and obstacles that you kind of have to go over. Is that what they're doing at Yellowstone right now? <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Okay. The bridge is gone. You'll need a boat. No. <laughs> exactly. Uh yeah, but no, so there's there's purposely that kind of stuff like 
massive signs like, hey, mm-hmm. this is a really hard trail. And then it's just to even get in there. There's usually they've set it up really well where you're not going to get where you can't be recovered okay. <laughs> without breaking in the first hundred feet, typically, which is great. So, uh, I'm, OK, see, I learned. See, now I learned something. Yeah. The more, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, is is there have you thought about like a lot of we've talked to some of these racers and, and we're trying to get a couple other people on about like electric racing some of these the electric series and the off-road series and stuff like that i mean is that something that appeals to you would like to like to try um definitely the off-road trucks are i mean that's super cool like yeah. the trophy trucks like that yeah. series that they have there is really appealing um and then the formula e is actually really it's in a, it's up and coming i mean it's going to be I don't want to say it's the next Formula One, but it's definitely going to be really popular soon. Um, actually, one story I just heard about was autopilot racers. So it's like an AI uh-huh. racer. Please no. Please no. Oh, God, no. And <laughs> basically, they were having like an argument about something, and they were like, could you... Basically, they put a tape over their sensors, and it just destroyed a million dollar project. And it, and it was like fifty cent tape yep. over one sensor, and it destroys the whole yep. thing. So it's like they were talking about how what's the flaw in it, and then some guy just took some tape, and was like <laughs> boom, there we go. <laughs> the same flaw I would have if somebody covered my eyes. Yeah. yeah. I- you know, I've tried to watch it. I mean, I have I have become as as much as I love automotive stuff. I've become an F one fan over the last two years. Huge F one fan. Uh, really got into it. Um, in fact, I wish I was going to Canada this weekend. But I try to watch Formula E, and it's so cool. But there's the, it's missing the sound. It's, not, yeah. it's missing the it's missing the downshifts. It's missing. I mean, which is obviously kind of there, but it's not. There's just something to it. There, obviously, there's a mechanical sound to it, but there's there's something that doesn't. I don't connect with it like I want to, and I feel like with the AI, I saw some of that stuff too. I'm like, I feel like that's just like they're all. Everybody shows up with their AI car and they go, okay, rock paper scissors, who's going to win today? Like, I mean, <laughs> well, hopefully the trickle down of that will lead to self driving cars in cities, which I'm not opposed to because people are terrible drivers and aren't paying attention oh. anyway. So th- we have it. Like, have you seen the videos of the vans in like Arizona and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, but I mean, like actually using it because yeah. like right now they can't. California stops are a thing, which yeah. just, you know, not pausing entirely for a stop sign. If you actually stop for a stop sign in a busy intersection, everybody's just going to go in front of you. Yeah. So it doesn't work if you follow the rules of the road. So that ad- adaptation that they're learning from that AI stuff is kind of cool. The one I love to watch in the, ele- the electronic electric motorsports is Pikes Peak and hill climbs. Yes. Hill climb electric cars. Awesome to watch. And that is where I, that's where I actually enjoy watching most of the time like you said the noise just it's, i can't get engaged in it because i want to hear the engine just rev out but yeah but also with Pikes Pikes Peak, nuts. there's rocks bouncing off of everything so there's something there's that yeah and they're so fast yeah they're so yeah. fast the electric cars are so it just means they go off the side a lot faster <laughs> yeah randy <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah. So, who are your tesla yeah speaking of other racing drivers who what other racing drivers are you following who are you who are your like your racing driver idols um so I mean I follow I, I my favorite F1 driver is Daniel Ricardo just cuz he's he just has he's not a rock. He has a personality and he's just great great guy. Um he got in trouble for flipping somebody off in Monaco. 
He was in the back of a, he was in the back of a filming, and somebody they caught him flipping. He, he knew somebody in a building. It flipped him off. I think he's getting in trouble for it. <laughs> just sucks. I love his personality. That's what I love yeah. about him. Um, you know, like a lot um, of the drivers they, are just like, just like hi. That's it. Yeah. 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 These are my sponsors. Please pay me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I understand to a point. It's tough because, like you said, it's actually a good example. You flip somebody off, you lose a sponsor. That's that's a huge deal. Even if it's a joke, it shouldn't be. It's, it kind of drives me nuts because it's like, you know, you're kind of making people into robots. Fast ones, but robots. Daniel being the example here, his personality is also the way he drives. Like, yeah. there's just, there's something to it. There's some spontaneity to it. There's some, you know, I mean, we got to see him when, he, when we were in... in uh, down at uh, Texas. in Texas last year, and they gave him uh, Dale Earnhardt's old NASCAR, and he was out there doing donuts. Yeah. Hell yeah. It was absolutely yeah. awesome. So, I mean, but that's what's fun about it. I mean, and, and you're right. The drivers are a little, I think, and maybe you can answer this. I mean, I know that it, it, when you race, you know, you're told when you're out of the car, you're thanking your sponsors, you're, you know, but you have to let some of your personality out, I think. And that's, yeah. that's, is it, is it tough? I mean, or do you just find that it's like you have to do this and it's the way it is? I think it's definitely just based on like the person. Like for me, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of a shy person and I don't, racing has kind of taught me like you got to reach out to people. You got to be that person that stands out. Otherwise you're not going to make it. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that makes drivers different is their personalities. So, yeah. Yeah. It's important. It's important to have, you know, get out there and let them know. Because I think that's, I mean, you do represent the brand and there are some things that you need to do. But also, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, I watch a guy get out of a Lamborghini, an owner or a racer. I'm like, he's going to have like green hair and he's going to be pumping rock music and, you know. (laughs) And he's going to drive around with his doors up because he can. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that somebody told me that once, like Mercy on He's like, we drive around with our doors up because the Garado guys can't. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, that's fair. That's fair. fair." I see your race suits behind you. You got two different ones. What do you got? Yeah, uh, that one's my karting suit, and that one's Lamborghini suit. Yeah. Nice. Are you still karting then? Yeah, yeah. I have a shifter cart out here. Oh, nice. Oh, very cool. Very nice. I mean, the best way of training because it just beats you up brutal yeah. on your ribs and everything and like the day after i'm just like oh but i mean it's great training super i mean it's inexpensive for me right now because i just i just go out there work on my own stuff and just have fun so yeah are you doing much training on sims so many race car drivers are now, you know, getting in the simulators and it's so much more cost effective for a team or a team owner to put you in a hundred thousand dollar simulator than put you out on the track. And you know. yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I sim before every race. Uh, okay. oh. it's definitely something I need to tap into. I haven't done a lot of sim racing, but it's been so helpful, like testing kind of just testing different stuff feeling different setups and just like a lot of, a lot of coaches actually do uh, driver coaching on the sim, which I haven't, I haven't done yet, but it's definitely something that interests me. Yeah. Hmm. 
It's so interesting to me because when I'll watch some of these, these these teams and they'll say, "Oh yeah, we're we're testing new tires in the simulator." I'm like, "Wait, but if you do, if you're testing a tire, how do you know <laughs> what it does unless you take it out and drive it, and then you can take that data and put it into the simulator?" But that's where I'm it, not hundred percent convinced because it's yeah, it's not a direct parallel. Like there's still going to be certain things that are off. Sure. Yeah. I think the uh, you know learning a track though or seeing how a oh, car I, reacts in uh, um, in theory and then applying it, you know. Any person that has lived with an Xbox or Forza, I could, in my mind, drive any track. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I am so good on Laguna Seca. Now, you put me in a real car on that track, not so much. <laughs> but <laughs> this is nothing like the simulator sitting in my living room <laughs> on my couch. <laughs> so Way more bolster, though. <laughs> it, it, yeah, my couch is more comfortable. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. All right, give me your first crash story that uh, comes out. If you're racing, you're crashing now and then. What happened? What happened? And give me a good crash story. Um. Uh, probably a street circuit. Oh. Oh. Okay. It was in um, it was Streets of Pau in France, and it was my first time ever on a street circuit, and on top of that, it was raining. So you can imagine what happened there. Basically, there was multiple crashes throughout the weekend. One I didn't get involved in, but um, one was like, uh, you know that super sharp turn at Monaco? Yeah. yeah. It was. It's basically like uh, that turn, and there was f- probably 15 cars piled up, Formula 4 cars. I avoided that one, luckily. But then later into the weekend, I hit one of these berms and it lifted the car up high enough where I lost traction and it just shoved me into a barrier. Yeah. So it's the barrier's fault. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. I tell you those, ba- those, those no, static barriers that come out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were in a formula four car that time. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Any injuries from it? Did you walk away just fine then? Yeah, I was, I was perfectly fine, but it bruised my back. Yeah. From the landing. Ooh, ouch. It, Cause those cars don't have much, they have suspension, but it's not like it's not plush. <laughs> no, I mean you got like what this much travel. Yeah. If that. <laughs> yeah. it's not meant to hurt to help you yeah, crash. It's meant there to help you turn and things like that. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't realize how stiff those car like. It, he brings up that turn in Monaco, and you watch some of those F one cars go through there, and they're turning in, and the front wheel is lifting off the ground. Like, yeah, there's just there's no there's no travel. So yeah, I don't know. What are you looking forward to most in your upcoming? Well, where are you at in the season right now? Um, we're two races in. We are okay. standing second in the championship points. Um, and the next race is at Watkins Glen in New York. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. When is that race? Um, it's June 24th to 25th, I want to say. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. I've never actually been. You, you Obviously, you've spent time on Watkins Glen. Do you like the track? I've never been there. You've never been? Okay. A lot of, okay. If I haven't raced these tracks in prior seasons, I've never gone to them. Okay. So, because I don't, I don't have a testing budget just because I'm like, budget's really tight for me right now. I'm, I reach out to sponsors like every day. Um, but basically, I just go on the sim kind of, um, and then I go with like friends or something, and we just spend hundreds of laps on the sim. And then go out there, and we have like one, two sessions, and 
better get up to speed otherwise you're not going to be there so literally off to the races yeah. yeah where are you going where are you going for sim are you do you guys have a, your own simulator or are you going to some of these places like that that just has simulators and, and renting them kind of thing i have a simulator right next to me okay oh, good okay. okay that's that's fair okay that's i mean i want to be there yeah. <laughs> do you coach your friends on it um no because most of my most of my friends that i go on the sim like if you have a sim you're you're a decent driver so we just like have fun and kind of like racecraft type stuff dive bomb simulate some crashes say. sometimes nice that's why people don't want to play forza with me i'm like i, I just run you off the track then there i win yeah <laughs> i gotta ask this you brought up earlier i think it was before the show but uh, how's your girlfriend like your racing career how's that because i mean you've got to have your like no time you're either studying training or racing that's gotta be hard. How does she manage it? I mean, I'm sure she's proud of you. So there's that too, but yeah. Um, I kind of just tell her like on the race weekends, like I'm of no use to you. I'm sorry, but <laughs> work. And then I care, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. and then obviously on the off weekends, I get to spend time with her. So it's, it, it's a trade off for sure. Some sacrifices, but they need to be made. It's part of my life. So yeah. It's not like she doesn't know where you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's another side to that, too. Like, he's off racing, and he's a successful race car driver. No other women will want him. <laughs> <laughs> no insult to you, sir. <laughs> so, bless her. Bless her. Yeah. yeah good for you, you guys. guys just went to prom, right? Like, yeah. that's a like, months ago? Yeah. God, yeah, you're yeah. so young. <laughs> I went to her prom. She's 18. I'm... Nice. Okay. Nice. Cradle okay. robber. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you, the older race car driver and the mm. younger woman? We've heard that story so many times. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Does she get to go off the races with you sometimes? Uh, she went to Monterey, um, but that makes it's sense. just. Yeah. It, I'd love to have her at my races. It's just kind of hard balancing everything because I'm so focused. Like we're doing data for three hours, and then I got to like at Monterey. We had people locally that came. So I had to tend to those people and kind of like talk with them. And then it's, it's just so many factors going on. Yeah. So. Yeah. I get it. You, that's a hard struggle. You want to be attentive and be a good boyfriend and not be rude. And you also be like, but I have a job to do. This yeah. is not just play. I think it's a big difference when you're going to a track day versus you are a paid driver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's work, you know? Sure. So that's yeah. cool though. Yeah. I've always wanted to race Monterey, not race. I've always just, been, I've never drive Monterey out of a simulator, you know? Done in Forza a billion times, but I've never had a chance to drive the truck. I can smell the desperation on you. I know. Just calm down. <laughs> I need to go. Anyway. I want to too. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I there's something about I mean, and it's not just a, a having been there, but that track is just so iconic. Like there's just yeah. so much classics. And I mean, I mean, and half the time when I see it, the classics are racing on it. So that's probably why. But like there's just so many people are drawn to that track. And there's and the, but I also love the like the turmoil of that track like they've built all these houses that are real close to the track and now all these people living there are bitching about the 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 racetrack and i'm like you moved next to a racetrack like how do you like what do you expect <laughs> yeah <laughs> and unfortunately i think some of them are winning it's like well we can only have track days so I i'm like come on i can yeah, yeah i love hearing dirtfish in the background from my absolutely house. it's one of yeah. my favorite things i live not too far from dirtfish rally school oh, like really so close cool. obviously less yeah. than a mile away as the crow flies and in the fall after the after all the leaves fall and the, the trees thin out i can hear the track during the day i mean like they only run like 
middle of the day hours so it's not like they're interrupting anybody but like my neighbors are cool but then so they're they like it too but man i would love that yeah. <laughs> like it's not like it's every single day all day and it's a great sound i mean i think there would be I mean, as a as a car aficionado i think there'd be a point where you'd be like oh my god i need to get some sleep but two i'd also be like oh i bought this and i moved here so this is my fault yeah <laughs> it's, not, That's, it's not that young kid in the damn lamborghini out there right? <laughs> those guys <laughs> absolutely absolutely right well, on, man how do we how do we watch you besides your social media uh, is there a way to follow the series online or yeah. anything like that so it's on imsa tv it's on peacock and it's also on youtube i'm pretty sure and it's all like okay. their live streams it's super cool yeah cool. on like mbc right. sports or something i'm pretty sure there's every channel has nine different channels i know, I mean, you know. <laughs> well i will link uh bryson lou racing that's uh lew bryson lou racing.com on the page for the, the show notes so if anyone's check that out and you should he's got a cool instagram he's got great footage on your instagram great photos and uh, hopefully we will see you racing and winning this year i just started and with uh i'm doing t- flying huskies uh social media oh cool oh, sweet okay because I, I enjoy social media it's just a great way to kind of like express who you are and I mean, you can't be a driver without social media. It, no. You have to have it. It's your marketing if when you're not at the track, pretty much. So that's that's why we're not drivers. That's true. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great the social media. Only reason we're not drivers is because our social media presence <laughs> isn't up there. Like right. it has nothing to do with our skill size or those two things. So, age, yeah. 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 Age. Budget. Too, yeah. yeah. But, oh yeah, I forgot about budget. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Bryson, we really want to thank you for taking time. I know you're busy um, and uh, taking time out of your day to, to talk to us and kind of, you know, and watch us be goofballs on here. So yeah. thank you for having me. Not a problem. Yeah. We'll keep in touch, man. Yeah. Uh, for this episode of the Avance podcast, as always, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>